Greetings, traveler. It's good to see you're doing well. Say, we've got a bunch of newcomers here, and we've got them training for battle in their quest ahead for their future. They are a little stubborn, so we'll get into how to get into their head a little bit, huh? Also, have you heard of these robots? I guess they're a big thing in a land far beyond us. I guess we'll get into detail with that a little later. Oi, Traveler, I have a little quest for you. Show these new people what it's like here at the Nerd again. Just some basic rules. Nothing too harsh. But if you must, dig in. <laughs> Welcome back in, Traveler. There's always hope. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. What's your guys' opinion on Kai Green promoting a beef company after he's saying he was going to go vegan? Dude, <laughs> such a fat money grab. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's rewind back. First off, people who don't know who Kai Green is, this dude's a massive bodybuilder. He was like the shoulda, coulda, woulda of bodybuilding. He kept coming in second place to Phil Heath for years and years. And, you know, the fan favorite, he... I mean, even I was like, I like this guy. He's cool. Cool attitude. But... 10 days after Game Changers, which is the, we covered that documentary. It's like vegan documentary that was really well made. So Kai Green, 10 days after, came out with an ebook on how to be vegan and, and get big. And then I think three weeks later is now promoting a beef company. Like I said multiple times, this is why you do not listen to the influencers on social media. I mean, it was only maybe a year or two ago. They were known as Instagram models. Yeah. That was it. Then they realized that that was not doing well for their business so they became influencers well i remember back when this whole influencing was actually new i was influenced <laughs> you know those guys i'd follow i was like oh my god this dude's super jacked and like i believe everything that's saying everything but now it seems like the general consumer is starting to be a little more educated in it because now when you see is the comment top comments on any of these posts people like him are getting called out you know yeah well also you're going to have all the trolls come after him now yeah, well, trolling has been yeah. kind of huge, like, within the last year. They're all out in full force, and, you know, everyone's like, you're fucked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're being watched under a microscope. And so if you're pulling shit like that, you know, you're promoting vegan for a month, and you promote a meat company the next month, I mean, does that not scream, I'm coming after your money, listen to everything I'm saying? That screams greed. <laughs> well, yeah, well, then, then there's still people that are still influenced. Like, I'm sure there's young teens who don't know any better. Oh my god, vegan. And they probably went vegan for a bit. And then literally when he promotes the beef company, oh cool, I can have meat again. And they honestly, it's probably people that went out like that. Yeah. That's horrific. The ones that were easily influenced, like kind of duped into it, you know? Well, then <laughs> I wonder what is Arnold doing? Because he was also in the documentary promoting. Oh, just vegan. look, watch for him to make big moves as far. He, so he had, a, he was working with Muscle Farm about a year and a half ago. What is it? Iron this, the Iron Line. And it was always him doing his Arnold pose, the back, you know the oh hi nobody can see obviously nobody's yeah. the guys i classic posed no one's on the one that i pose right now guys <laughs> the one that the trophies copy and that yeah. there's st statues and logos of him doing that pose check my instagram you guys will see which pose i'm talking about yeah anyways um nice yeah i know get some good. followers yeah yeah get get, follow me guys <laughs> <laughs> no uh, so he's he's already had his foot in the fitness industry i mean as far as supplements and all that now he's going to promote vegan supplements. I know it's going to happen because there's a giant market for it. I mean, it's a multi-million dollar company. I mean, I mean, I mean if, he, yeah. if you look at his videos on YouTube, he promotes it pretty hard. Yeah. And he's been, I guess he's been on this vegan kick for at least a year now after the muscle farm thing. And like, look it up. He literally promotes like his shakes, what he eats. And it's like just pure vegan crap. The, the funny one that I saw was he had his vegan protein. He had like cranberries or something. Then he had like a bottle of vodka, pulled the cork and just like dumped it all in. Oh, then you know what I'm and talking about. And then blended it up. And I'm sitting here going like, okay, so a few things. One, if you go scientific on it, we know that alcohol will stop or hinder protein synthesis. So yes. It's like the opposite you want for a post-workout. Yep. Yep. Now, on the other hand, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was told how to make a, mus a meathead, which takes um, chocolate, muscle milk, a vodka, and some vanilla, and you blend it all together. That shit tastes great. You actually had that? Yeah. No, it does taste amazing. Jeez. <laughs> but guy. it is terrible for protein synthesis. Well, I mean, the other reason it's also terrible for protein synthesis, uh, if you're having it late, is you sleep like crap. 
you may you may sleep, but the quality of sleep yeah. is and you wake up tired. Yeah, you know, because you wake up tired, lethargic, everything's dragging. If you have too many of them, because the guy who taught me this said, like, you throw fourteen of those back. You're great. You have the vanilla because then it will taste the same when it leaves you, but you still feel like crap the next day. Yeah, see, so it does nothing. So it's funny because he's promoting... I mean, if you promote health, like we talk about drinking, you know, we promote health. So yeah, there's a, there's room for it, but vegan, I just... Uh, it's a... Uh. And then it's it's alcohol. Getting, I mean, I guess technically vodka is a vegan. Yeah, it's potato, <laughs> it's potato <laughs> juice. <laughs> no, but, but uh, it, it is getting very convoluted and messy right uh, now to try and find out what is actually healthy. Uh, well, switching gears. Hey, guys, uh, I've been getting Caitlin to say thank you to Google. So I don't know about you guys. I'm convinced. So whenever you talk to your Google Assistant or Siri, they're going to take over the world one day. Just face it. It's AI. I thought you said Disney was going to. Well, Google's going to take Google's going to run the world and Disney's just going to own it. Okay, they're going to team up. Okay, so here, here's my Google's thing. Google's going to run it, and Disney's just going to There's going to be the cyborgs running yep, around, and I, you know, or just our computers will just be able to run on their own. Tesla, you know, those cars will yeah. all be running on their own. And so one thing I figured is, like, you know, I'm going to be nice to Google. So whenever I say something like, okay, Google, uh, add chicken to my shopping list. And then, okay, it's on there. I'll be like, thank you, Google. You're welcome. I'm no, high. no. <laughs> Are you just promoting the being enslaved by Google, do you think? <laughs> when you do that, like, you're, you're just, like, um, willingly walking into it. I mean, it's like that kid that was bullied in school. If you say thank you enough times and are nice to it, it's going to be like, you were cool with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen this in movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that's how the computers take over the world, is they just, over time, make you start saying thank you to them. And then next thing you know, it's like, yes, master. Yeah, well, that's that's how I see it, you know. So the way, because there'll be giant Terminator cyborgs walking around one day, <laughs> and so that's gonna look at me and be like, "He said thank you." Wait, wait, you know, wait. So, so you watch Terminator? <laughs> Don't but go to work tomorrow. You, you, you watch Terminator, but you're still trying to get through Star Wars for the first time. I've seen <laughs> actually. Oh God, another confession. I actually haven't seen a single complete Terminator movie. I've seen bits and pieces of it has here Arnold in it. That was like Arnold. Yeah, gold when you're little. Arnold, there it is. <laughs> I'll be Bach. Hmm? Like the whole I'll be Bach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's an dude. How do you? How could you not know that? Even I know that. And I haven't seen the movies. Yeah. It, okay. If you watch the first one, on. you're gonna be like meh. But the second one will suck you in. Really? The second, second one, one the will best like one. hit you in the feels. Well, yeah. doesn't he rip his arm off in one? Like he rips his skin off, and you see his arm. He, like, that is the second. The clock, yeah, it's the second, second one. one. Yeah. It's to prove so, that he's a robot. So do I skip the first one? No, yeah. the first one's a good one. Like it, it, it is. That's the first one that gave birth to the second one. Yeah, it's a it's a good like introduction. Okay, so. But it's just that it's one of those things where the sequel actually was better than the original. Yeah. So just bear with because, it. you know, many times the sequel sucks compared to the original. It was the opposite in this. Mm-hmm. So well, are you guys saying please and thank you to your Google assistants? Or I don't your use Siri's? Google assistants. Really? Siri's an asshole. I just, I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. Siri will legit talk shit about a Google Assistant. She will. A Google Assistant is just like, oh, it's whatever. It's like, yeah. he, if you go, hey, Siri, what do you think of Google Assistant? She'll be like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fucking asshole. Hello, shady. <laughs> <laughs> well, going on, what would you do if you could have a robotic enhancement? Since Dude, you were talking about how cyborgs would, would take over the world. That'd be cool. Uh, would you guys do it? Do you think that's, do you guys think it's part of evolution? If it would allow me to suddenly, like, jump and fly, then hell yeah, I want to fly. Well, just limbs, or would you go, like, let your digestive system be, ta- like, just be robotic and not even need food? Like, would you go full cyborg, or would you go just, like, an, a leg or two legs? Two legs. Two legs. Two um, legs. So, you know. Actually, say, no, I would want a robotic back. Robotic back. <laughs> yeah, 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 Miguel's yeah. back is still fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I need me that robotic spine, boy. No, well, what, what about when someone's going to have robotic legs and we're talking Olympics? Well, what should have, they be allowed? Then you have nope. a second Olympics just for that. Now, actually, this just came to mind, what you were talking about, like, digestive system. I feel like that would actually be a really interesting field to look at because you take a nutrition disease course and it makes you very depressed with all the shit some people have to go through just to eat. Because their stomach is fucked up, their intestines are screwed up, the liver is not working properly. Uh, just take all that out, put something that will work, and they could actually eat rather than have to eat through a tube. Oh, so let make the digestive system be mechanical? 
or that, just that, that's techie. where I would think like that would be applicable. Or when you look at it, why would you even research into that? That's Those why. individuals, I would see as the cause of let's find a way to make it so. Well, their the way they're living. I mean, suck. disability. I mean, think of a uh, someone gets their arm cut off. You know, you give them a robotic arm, right? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to make them... More superhuman, in a sense. Well, more human in general, because they're very linear, they're very... Very, very stiff. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, our brain has so many nerves that we can turn our hand just about any little thing. Speaking of hands, look at this, guys. Uh, your Polish dog is still fat. Dude, no, I think <laughs> my finger's legit fatter. broken. I think it's it's gotten fatter, and I've it's crooked. So I think my finger's legit broken. I need a robotic finger. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just take the whole hand. Just give me something cool. Imagine if you no, had no, a robotic well, finger. You'd be that well, guy. Well, just chop that one finger what? off so you have four normal fingers and then one robotic one. Just what so kind can... of uh, what kind of things would you guys ask for? Like, you know how Iron Man has the light on his palm? Yeah. I would ask for it. Yeah. Have to not? ask for it. And I'd, I'd tell him to put on the like make that sound <laughs> yeah. like make, when it turns on like so i can just do this to somebody like back up yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, i think that'd be freaking awesome yeah but um now back to sports though should they be allowed to play, compete with others because no. i had read an article no, no when i was taking my i was in a not written article i did a whole class on it they had so special olympics there was this guy who had both of his legs like he lost them or he's an amputee anyways he has those ones that they bend I forget what they're, they're are called. Are you thinking of the Olympics or the Special oh. Olympics? Because there was a guy years back who was in the actual Olympics and ran with those legs. And the whole uh, debate was, did those give him... An enhancement? An, an edge over the competition yeah. because he, he has fewer muscles that are having to demand energy. Yeah, and you're talking and about the, the ground guy. contact forces and everything. Yeah. Are they the same because it's metal and it's springy or compared to the legs? Or is it helping him out? Funny thing about that guy was, I don't think he won, but he's like on top, he's in the Olympics, and he goes home and kills his wife. Oh, yeah. that's that Pistorius. Yeah, that's, that's his name. That's crazy, though. I mean, yeah. do you guys think, let's say you were in the committee, would you guys have allowed that? I mean, I hate to like just totally brush off that tragic story, That's about, <laughs> but you know, we'll stay on topic here. Um, do you guys think he, I mean, would you guys have allowed that to happen, him being in the Olympics? I would think potentially yes. If, like have a, have a, if, if you do the force plate testing and actually see that the overall forces are exactly the same to someone of the same caliber, I can see that being why not. But I can also see the other side that... Like if you're a competitor and you... If I'm a competitor and he beats me you'll, and I, and you'll I blame trained that. and I worked my ass off and he beats me... And I'm going to be thinking it could be his legs. You, yeah, people will blame that, right? Yeah. I mean, how, do you guys even know how he did? Did he do good? He did decent. Hey, well, I, I guess apparently he was the best legless runner in the world. But he he kept dominating. But the, I heard uh, Noel and I heard a quote: "You could be the best of like for vegans. Yeah. You could be the best vegan powerlifter, or you could just be the best." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, love that quote. <laughs> yeah, that's what Derek was telling us, yeah. right? <laughs> that's good. That, that was a Davies quote. Whenever someone talks to him about being vegan or not, yeah, like, you could be the best vegan strongman, or you could just be the best strongman. Well, then, I mean, think. Imagine mechanical legs with something like powerlifting. Dude. That that would just be a sheer. No, it should not. That, then that, that would turn into like techs going after each other, right? Like tech companies. Well, it'd be yeah. like the robot games where they have like two robots fight each other. And Do you think that'll be like them. a feature? Like, a, like a, well, what was that show that was back in the day? The one where they'd have those little, what is it? The robots going at it. Yeah. It, what is that show called? No idea. It was the one like the one would like have hammers. The other one would have like uh, flame flamethrowers, and there's these little things that look like Roomba vacuum cleaner. Yeah, you guys are really sounding like Transformers right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was it was, it was a legit like that. It was a legit show where there was like an arena. The edges would have like little traps and stuff that would come out. So if you got pushed into a wall, there's like blades that would Robo Wars or something like that. something. Yeah, it was something like that. But you don't you never saw a show like I remember like this. There was one my favorite. I don't even know the name of it, but he'd grab him like with these things. And then you have hammers on top and you go boom, 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 and just what? beat. The, and then the, there'll be saws that come out of the ground spinning. And so if you go over it boom, and fling you up in, or the robot up into the air. So, well, there's one that had too. like a taser or electrical thing that if it ran into something metal, it would zap the crap out of it. So it, you have this tiny little Roomba looking thing going against this bigger 
robot and it just like rams into the side of it shocks the crap and it flips it upside down then just runs into a wall well that's gonna be the future sports i mean speaking of that techie sport type stuff i have you guys ever been to a bar and you, and they'll be like you know you're bored that night or whatever you're not really paying or you're the dd so you're watching the tv and they'll have like random stuff on i've never been you know, the dd so, what's that <laughs> i've never been the dd <laughs> well i have and let me tell you it's kind of boring so i'll be watching it i saw drone racing yeah. You guys ever seen that? So they'll like little jip they'll put on the like the mask right like a VR headset. So they can actually see it. So it's like they're flying, but they control Dude, it through that, obstacles. That stuff and is nuts. It's like a legit like sport and there's money to be made and everything. Yeah. And yeah, well when you're watching it, they're going through these rings and this and that. It's so damn fast. I think there's also an area where they're using that as research to see like how birds think and fly. Because you can have a drone mimic it but you can have the vr headset on and watch it so you can kind of see what the bird sees like a literal bird's eye view yeah that's freaking sick yeah i don't know I, that's something i would do so going back to the enhancing or having surgical procedures what is this i hear about weight loss surgery for teens what? oh yeah there was a doctor that approved this actually like a month ago uh so teens now can get weight loss surgery so it seems to me like obesity well, first off, I'm going to say it right now, unless you have a medical condition to where like your body will not burn body fat or you will... You, you've got so not, you have gotten so out of shape that the body's mechanisms that of how it would regulate body fat and muscle mass are completely thrown off to where you could do the diet right, the exercise right, the lifestyle right, and you still don't lose the fat because something is broken. Yeah. I can see that being applicable. Yeah. You know, childhood obesity, it's kind of crept into the younger crowds it's every more and more people are becoming obese so to me it just seems like okay now there's more money to be made <laughs> well the frustration with the childhood or childhood obesity is that anyone in the kinesiology field and nutrition field saw it coming and have been trying to fight against it for the past decade at least that the data was there the charts were showing that it's projected go up and they've been doing everything they can to stop it and it just happens child obesity has been on the rise you know how long it's been going on for how long now for years you know years yeah, they, they, just they, they have charts that go back to the 80s yeah, and show that it's kids don't been know changing kids don't know how to go outside and play legit i mean you can go out to a park on a nice day and like you had said actually in a few episodes ago is there'll be very 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 young kids but as soon as they're old enough to play with a tablet it just seems like it's done yeah, it's the easiest thing and then on top of that we have such accessibility to food so, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on parents, but I have seen where a kid's lunch and dinner will be like McDonald's or Burger King. Oh, no. It, well, it, then the other thing about you know? that is the more processed food is designed to make you want to eat more of it. Yeah, oh, so absolutely. The, the way I see it is the children's brains are being rewired to not want to eat healthy. I mean, so they'll eat something that's supposed to be sweet like strawberry, but because they're used to something like a pixie uh, stick. Strawberry flavored candy or soda. Or they eat shake. the actual strawberry and it's not as sweet because they engineered the candy to be super potent. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, dopamine stuff that we've talked about. So you start, you become desensitized to dopamine. You need more and more and more of it. So instead of something like strawberries tasting sweet, you don't get that rush. You're, you need, what is it, Jolly Ranchers. And yeah, then and, and that's sweet. also part, partly where last episode we talked about um, sugar addiction, right? Yeah. That's one thing that's been contributing towards it is that the sugar candies are so much more potent and sweet tasting that they kind of break you of being able to enjoy the more natural foods that are sweet. like a Well, we can't put all the blame on the parents. Seems like obesity in a general sense is a form, uh, it's a sign of poverty. So when you when you think of Wasn't food, the, like the opposite of what you would think. A though, long time ago, the richer yeah. you are, the higher the obesity gets. The poorer you are, the less likely you are to be. Obese. A long time ago, yeah. But now think of all the food that's cheap. Think Top Ramen. Think of crackers. Everything you can buy really, really cheap. Or you go to fast food. You can get a lot of food. Taco Bell, for example, McDonald's. You can get a lot of food for a very little amount of money. So people who can't afford to buy healthier food. Not only that. To me, working out, I hate to say, anyone could work out. You can go outside and walk. It's free. But to have a gym membership is considered a luxury. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, it's not something that, you know, everybody can afford. You know, if you, if you live in extreme poverty, you can't afford a gym membership. And then connecting with what Kai Green is doing, there's so much information out there that it's really hard for the average person to decipher what is good and what is just straight bullshit yes and sometimes going through the medias or going through the education process to learn it costs too much for them 
Yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna have somebody who's gonna completely change the way they eat, you have to, you know, get them change the way they shop. Man, that's tough. You think of think of these. So you have a family of four, and you're buying bread, things that you shouldn't be buying. Well, that stuff's cheap. You know, if you go to the organic store and you try to get veggies and meat that's all organic, grass-fed, that stuff's expensive. It's very expensive. I have a ground beef patties here that are grass-fed from Richmond, yeah. and they're like $12 for a pack compared to a regular one from like Harrison is only like $5. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate to say that to be healthy, it's almost a sign of status. I mean, it's so, it trips me out. But when, if you just go down, I've worked at a grocery store before. I've seen it many, many times. You know, the family who's a little larger, they are buying all the cheap stuff. I mean, the Shasta Cola, just soda in general. Cheap. I mean, all the uh, knockoff I mean, brands. Soda is cheaper. <laughs> soda is cheaper than water, it seems. Yeah, it is. How? Yeah, that, that's the one that always surprised me of why is water this goddamn expensive? It's water. Yeah, it's, dude. I mean, what else did you do to you filtered it? That's it. Yeah, smart all water. They, all they'll say is that they have like special electrolytes and extra minerals and vitamins yeah. in this water. But you can get a two liter bottle of Shasta Cola for like 78 cents yeah and you can get like a tall arizona for 99 still yeah you can get you can get a case of ramen like a big big case that has like i don't know 30 something 40 something little pack you know things and that'll cost you just a few bucks yeah like five that'll feed you for a while you know so going back to the kids and childhood obesity we already know part of it is nutrition and eating habits we just discussed issues with that and we didn't really go in how you can fix it because it's so complex how much would you also look at the school system for having kids stay sedentary for so long in classrooms and then having it where physical education in public schools is a fucking joke? Yeah, it, yeah and it's on the decline. If they're going to cut something out, that's something they'll cut. And if you look at PE classes today, they spend maybe a week sitting down talking over the specifics of and the nature of a sport. So if it's basketball, they'll spend almost a week sitting down talking about this. These are the rules. These, this is how you play. This is what you do and what you can't do for a week, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they break it down to the logistics instead of the actual action. Instead of like, here's a ball, go. Yeah, <laughs> and then the, the worst, I mean, what do you guys think? Should it be a requirement? Because I remember when I was in high school, people could opt out of PE after two years. You have to take two years of it. So they go, yeah. oh, they're freshman and sophomore, and then they could go junior and senior year without it. I mean, what do you guys think? Should that be a requirement or should that be up to the student? I'd say at the high school level, you could still leave it as optional because that is that period of time where they need to start learning how to make their own decisions. So yeah. the other thing that the, that the Chinese did was they allowed optimal times to get out of the classroom and run around. Not just recess for an hour once a day, but multiple breaks between uh, subjects. And they had uh, play structures to let kids, you know, climb, jump off of, do stupid shit on. And we look at it today, we're, America's going like the opposite, where, where we are losing more of the play structures because uh, insurance is too much. Yeah. Parents are likely to get sued if a kid climbs on a slide, decides, let's jump off of it and see what happens. Oh, crap, that hurt. <laughs> Liability cries, and then the parents freak out that why did the teacher let that happen? Well, there's 40 little midget people running around. <laughs> <laughs> What's pretty cool, though, I've seen some teachers will implement, like, a walking line. So while the teacher is going on about some something, the a student can walk, kind of pace back and forth, and if you think about it, that's something we'll do when we're thinking, we're stressing about something, we're thinking about something really, really hard. I don't know about you guys, but I'll wake up. I'll, I'm going to wake up. I'll get up and actually walk back and forth. I will, yeah, I so think still. It's almost like you could create a, like a little video Vine snippet thing. If, yeah, Vine's dead, isn't it? Mm, you old man. Come on, <laughs> we're, 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 on, we're on TikTok. So, we're on TikTok. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, you could do little snippet photos of me reading and studying or researching. Then I'll sit in a chair, I'll look normal, then I'm leaning forward, then I have my head off to the side, then I flip the chair around and I'm like leaning on it, then I flip it back around to where it's normal, but I'm squatting on top of the chair. Then there are times I'm hanging upside down from a bar looking at my phone, then if it's like a monkey bar system thing, I'll climb on top of it, lay on it to read it, then I'll flip where I'm on my back or I'm on my stomach because I just can't stay seated that long. Yeah, I I just well I don't know what else it's 
I mean, I can't totally blame the schools for that. The whole, you know, you think about black tops. Like some of them don't even have black tops because the kid can fall and like yeah. scrape their chin or something. Like in the parents, I'd, I'd blame more the society that allowed it to where you could sue over the dumbest thing. Society, yeah. So this society's fault. Good job, society. We live in a society. Well, Bunch the, of or maybe even helicopter <laughs> parents to a small level where they freak out anytime the kid falls and gets a boo boo. Yes, that that's how they grow. That's how they learn. The they're not going to break because they fell down they have a, uh, a scratch on their leg now i mean pain that gives you normal. a memory of what not to do exactly you know? and let That's them learn a lot of things i mean i, I taught a <laughs> i taught a youth class or i subbed a youth fitness class last week i am terrible with youth i can deal with high schoolers on up cannot deal with middle schoolers I can't down see you working with youth i had to <laughs> i had to dial myself back because my time over at pv made it so i can be very strict about we are doing this and such and me relaxing with those athletes is very different. Yes. <laughs> and not allowed when you are being paid by your, your employer, a gym, working with younger kids. But one thing that I told other trainers multiple times about, like I'll acknowledge I suck when it comes to those younger kids. But what I do let them do is, and I encourage them, they see a bar, they want to jump up and try to touch it. Go for it. I'll teach you how to do it. <laughs> You see the pegboard, you want to try playing on it and figure it out, go for it. That I am not that kind of individual or trainer where I'll tell you, no, you have to stay here, can't touch all this equipment. Go, figure it out. If you need help, especially I'll for help a, you. Especially I'll make for sure you don't hurt young, yourself. How old was that, was that you know, range of kids you were working with? I'm pretty sure I had a fifth grader. And then the oldest one, I think, was maybe a freshman in high school. Oh, that's not too bad. I'll, I imagine you were like, playing with, like, like, well, like, you know, having to watch, like, a six-year-old. <laughs> I, I okay, so I have had to do that in basketball because I used to run little hoopsters, and they did not like me because I would actually have them practice basketball stuff. My brother joined me one time, and they liked him because he let them do whatever the hell they wanted. They did not like me, and he gave me so much crap over, yeah, they hate you. I'm like, just wait. Just wait, <laughs> You're more of an asshole than I am. The moment that you decide to be strict with them, they're going to hate you. They're going to revolt. And guess what happened? The next week, he said, no, you need to do this. And they revolted and called him a meanie poo-poo head. Damn. And he that's, wa- that's tough. That's his, a little his words, kid terms. <laughs> his words to me were that he wanted to pick them up and spike them. I'm like, ha. <laughs> and yet you're the liked one. Damn. <laughs> well, okay, let's, let's rewind back to childhood obesity. The thing that sucks about for these little kids is they have no control over it. This legit what they're born into. I mean, these kids don't know what life is like without the internet. Yeah. You know, they've had, they were born with a tablet in their hand, it seems. And so their brain, I'm curious to see what studies will show, you know, years down the road when they study how their brains are wired versus how a typical person without technology, how their brain, because we've been kind of in the middle. We've seen what, how the world has changed. I don't know about for you. Eh. I mean, the internet became kind of big when you were, what, in middle school? When do you remember like, people no, talking about Facebook? School. or I, I was in elementary school when MySpace was big. I didn't have one. I was not allowed <sighs> one. I can imagine. That was a shot to my age, age dude. But, my, but MySpace was getting really popular, with at least where I was, when I was in fourth grade. And then I watched Facebook become, come in and become a thing. Uh, I was on Instagram briefly before it was an actual thing got off of it and then it blew up so i was able to watch how everything kind of developed well you were kind of with it but you've you're like I, I was like li- i watched it but i was never in it hey, you're like an old man <laughs> no, like shut up what are the young whippersnappers <laughs> doing <laughs> look at these young kids and, and their no, how old were you when myspace came out uh, uh i was in fre- we were freshmen we were right, freshmen you were freshmen yeah we had to deal with top eight dude you wouldn't know you know what that's like nope. H- having to having to organize your friends based on how much you like them you know how stressful that was you'd, you'd have your number one then your number two would complain about you not having them as your number one but they have you as their number one so you have three people who have you as a number it's dude it was stressful it was stressful times yeah no if i was on that it would have been like top 10 friends like no one <laughs> everyone he would he would have hit his well it's, it's because for me i changed schools Dude, Andrew, and I had no friends. You, you old soul, dude. I sometimes, if you, I just imagine you doing the old man filter on Snapchat and like it doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I did the old man filter one time, and it did change things. But I was like, it, 
All they did was like <laughs> add wrinkles. Everything else it kept the same. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking old man. <laughs> I did it to my dad, and holy crap, my dad looked old. <laughs> so we were talking about this when uh, it was Friday night for the end of DPT's internship. And we were just going on about... Actually, they were going on to me about how... See, Andrew is 23, 24, but he looks like he's 21. And he's going to stay that way for another 30 goddamn years. At least. And then he's going to wake up one day and he's going to be old as fuck. With the, with the really long, thin... <laughs> oh. I told my, I've told my girlfriend <laughs> multiple times that if I start going bald, I'm just going to shave my head. I'm going to try to grow a Fu Manchu. Please do. Cause yeah, I'm one of those Mexicans, man. I looked 30 when I was 12, but it stopped right there. And it hasn't changed since. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> hopefully, so hopefully it stays that way by the time you're 40. That'd be dope. Because then it pays off. I'm just having to deal with it in the opposite direction. <laughs> Here's something weird. Are you guys excited about getting old? Because I kind of am. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. You get to be jacked at the age of 60. Not very many 60-year-olds are jacked. I'm like excited for that. I want to have like some gray hairs coming out. I'm be looking good. You, but you Jack, want to be the silver fox. I want to be yeah. a foxy silver fox, you know? <laughs> but I want, you know, I, the thing is when you're that old and you're jacked, people are like, damn, that's cool. If you're, you know, our age and it's like, oh, he's jacked, nobody cares. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. Like that's how everybody should be. But when you're 60, 70 and you've got, you know, abs. That's, that's freaking. Dope. That's goals right there. Yeah. So I'm waiting. I am waiting, guys. Okay. Everyone's okay. afraid of aging, and I'm not. No, I'm not. Not only that, then your your filter can kind of start disappearing too. You know. Oh yeah. You, you don't you, have you, you don't do have, to be, have to worry about offending or pissing people off. Not as much. I'm too old to give a shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then that people think you're a badass. Life's good. Yeah. There you go. You're retired by then. Maybe. Bruh. Eh, probably not. I'm I'm too poor, bro. I'm gonna work forever. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, what were you saying about childhood obesity before we got distracted by how old I am? <laughs> <laughs> so their brains are actually being completely rewired. I was read a study and I was not able to pull it up, but the way their neurons are connected, it's completely different from what they've seen now. And you see the same thing when people are addicted to drugs. We talked about this in previous episode how it'll everything will be rewired the kids like their perception of food is so different and for them to go back to how it should be that's kind of a lot of years of undoing well if you look at you know how we have classes in high school now that teach you how to cook in college you have classes that teach you how to um, manage bills and stuff like that like just living based classes I can foresee it happening in the future. I don't know how long, but it's. I think it's coming where one of the classes is going to be digital wellness. Yes. We have health and yeah. wellness right now, which yes. is an intro to kinesiology, but I can see it being digital wellness as a adulting 101 or living and surviving 101, something like Without that. Without tech? Yeah. Without tech or just having a better relationship with your tech. Well, speaking of tech and fasting have you guys heard of dopamine fasting how the fuck do you do that so you legit stop using social media which is a source of dopamine especially people are like saying you look hot or something you know like you look shredded bro and you're like oh it's a and they sound just like that you, exactly you shredded, that's how i read the comments you know if someone says i'm looking shredded you i read it exactly like that um so you think of that also sugar high sugary foods will do that too anything that gets you to get a dopamine rush your phone in general good. alerts. Yeah, you kind of try to just unplug so, from So instead everything. of being the opposite with depression where you're trying to feel a little bit of something, feel a little bit better, you're doing the opposite and purposely making yourself kind of feel like shit for a while. Yeah, or try trying to be sensitive to all that stuff again. What these people will do is they'll just stop using tech. Actually stop eating. They'll do like a fast and they'll only drink water. And like that's basically it. You're like you, So the way I picture is you're out in the forest with no cell service, camping probably, and legit just drinking water i'd say i can see the science or the thought process behind it and the logic i'd say that's probably one of the more extreme versions that's, that's, that's a bit extreme some, someone's going to come and refine refine and make it more practical but right now i see it as the same thing as the people who are uh dropping their underwear po- pointing the butts up to the sun and spraying their cheeks oh yeah you were telling about this please elaborate Apparently, it's supposed to do wonders for your health. I forget exactly what. I think it's along the lines of cardiovascular disease that you lay down, spread your cheeks, and you expose your anus to the sun. 
So there's got to be some truth to that because think about it. We're not out in the sunlight near. In fact, right now it's a beautiful sunny day and we've got the sh- the blinds completely closed, like <laughs> like we're in a cave. <laughs> but that's that's the truth is we don't get enough sunlight. So think of the red light therapy. But they're doing it specifically to, to their, their anus. anus. Like the, the goal is get sunlight on your anus for 30 seconds. I'm saying there's some truth to that. Now but the to only get, truth is you need sunlight. Yes. Yeah. Now they're, but you don't need it on They're your turning anus. their anus into a solar panel. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for someone. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to do this and get a sunburn on their anus because that is going to be oh. interesting. Of how does that heal? Because it's burned, but every time you shit, it's going to do damage. To every the time anus. you walk, and you gotta wipe. Every time yeah, you walk, anything, anything. I'm good, bro. That's uh, rough. I'll leave my asshole in my shorts. If you guys want to do that in the dark. Just, <laughs> if you guys want to do that, go for it and just tell me how it is. No, I just we, we can stick to red light therapy. There's influencers who are doing it. I'm thinking more like you guys must be really good friends to sit together, hold hands, and expose your anus to the sun. Well, I've heard of people doing that with. Uh, that was actually reminds me of the was it the South Park episode of Stan's dad. Oh. He was trying trying to give himself. He's trying to give himself testicular cancer. You know, cancer to be able to purchase medical marijuana. <laughs> so he legit does and I'm sure you've seen the picture where he's got the wheelbarrow and he's got his he's like wheelbarrowing his sack around <laughs> well, okay. well so the other thing if you do the whole expose your anus to the sun that takes away the meaning of I'm gonna hit you where the sun don't shine true <laughs> you tell me where exactly because it's where? been everywhere it's been exposed multiple times it's burnt right now <laughs> it's gonna have to go back to I'm gonna shove my foot in your ass <laughs> I'm almost thinking like it's, it may develop into a thing if this really takes off, where uh, you're gonna have butt tans. <laughs> hey, there's there could be something. Like they bleached the anus before with porn. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's going the opposite. Let's make it darker. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, actually. <laughs> okay, we're going into questions. <laughs> we're going into questions. We're gonna end it there. Hello, traveler. What's that you've got there? Uh, looks like a bottle with some contents in it. Go ahead, give it a pull. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, it looks like questions. Probably from other travelers in search of the truth. Let's have a look, shall we? Number one, gym etiquette. Put your fucking weights away. Just gym etiquette in general. There's a lot of things Th- we can there, go with There's here. a lot, but there's an actual song of someone just going on for... About three minutes of put your fucking weights away. You will need to look that up, have the link, and we should put that in the show notes so people can actually listen to it. Oh, I have it in my playlist. Yes. It it even has like a voiceover of Arnold at one point where he's talking about you want to get, trying to get on the gains plane. You want that tricep pump, that bicep pump, even a pectoral pump. But remember, the number one operating standing procedure is don't be a douchebag. Milk is for babies. And beer is for adults. Who says this? It's like a voiceover of Arnold. So someone copying Arnold's uh, voice. This is that song? Yeah. And then there's one point where it's like, and remember, and remember, put the cookie down. (laughs) Let's include that. We got to put that in the show notes. I got to hear that. Yeah. Well, something else that annoys me is what about the, the people that sweat like crazy? And don't wipe their shit down. Yeah. They'll wipe it down. They will legit. That's. A mixture of gym etiquette and also just sanitary because you can pass diseases through your sweat. And, and I'm like, sorry, I don't want to get some nasty old disease. I just your took ass it, is nasty. I took a uh, semester on microbiology. You have no idea how like scared I am of things now. Uh, like the gym is like a disgusting. Did it turn you into a germaphobe? A little bit. Uh, definitely a little bit because there was i learned a lot in that class yeah dude little quick story like someone didn't wipe their shit down i didn't know and i started developing little bumps one of the doctors they gave me folliculitis what is that it's like it's it's like a a very mild staph infection jesus christ yeah that's also why wrestling teams always always have to wipe down their mats it's like part of it it's like otherwise was it ringworm my brother got that because one kid refused to shower and pretty much just have decent uh hygiene and gave my brother ringworm because he wrestled with him and my brother nearly killed him because he got pissed he uh took the antibiotics to get rid of it it came back 
because the kid still was not showering and not cleaning stuff. So my brother has a scar now because they took bleach and rubbed it to just kill all the bacteria in there. Holy crap, dude. And but, yeah, I watched that happen. That's one time that my brother almost came close to tears because that hurt so much of having a sponge with bleach and then just rubbing the crap out of the ringworm. But it actually worked? Yeah, it burned That's everything. crazy. <laughs> burned the, just burned the whole skin. Just yeah. nuke it. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much nuked the entire area. But the main idea is it's not unheard of to get a disease or some kind of infection through someone else's sweat or someone else's uncleanliness. Ugh. Well, something else that annoys me actually is when people will get... A section of the dumbbells. I don't know if this isn't common, but they'll take, let's say, dumbbells from 10 pounds all the way to 20 pounds. Oh, all the gym between, And they'll walk away with all of them into somewhere, oh. another part of the gym. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there with, you know, my... And they leave them there. So they don't put them so back. So I'm sitting there with, like, my, you know, 80-year-old client. And I'm like, <laughs> we're stuck with, you know, 40-pound dumbbells, I guess, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I end up having to get creative with the exercise because there's nothing for me to use. Oh. That, uh, when you are working out... And you're, let's say you're doing a preacher curl and you're looking in the mirror, you're focused, even just a standing dumbbell bicep curl. And then you have some asshole walks in front of you and sticks their butt in your face. Well, yeah, all stand, they'll take your mirror space. That is one of the Ten Commandments of the gym. Uh, do not do that. Yeah, yeah, you just, you don't. You don't take their mirror space. Just Another one is where you have the guy that is making way too much noise, the grunting, the slamming of the weights, and like... I, I turn around, I better see 400 plus pounds on that bar if it's a deadlift, but it's like 135. Yeah, but th- there's no even need to grunt that hard. When I do like a one rep PR, I mean, I don't have to. I mean, are you allowed, like, <laughs> sounds like we talk about something else. Are you allowed grunter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not know for certain because I have earbuds in, so I can't hear myself. How about you, Miguel? Are you allowed grunter? No, not at all. I see, it just, I don't know, I just. No, there's no need to. I mean, some people, I guess if you're like at a powerlifting meet and you go, you hit your head, you know, that white baby. Yeah, and you're about to break a world record. I could probably see it. And there's science, you know, scientific Well, the funny thing, Eddie Hall, when he got that thousand pound deadlift, made very little sound when he pulled it up. Same same with the mountain, our boy Harfbjör or whatever his name is. Exactly. I mean, like, like, yeah. But then during the actual lift, if you're like, you know, using half your energy for the grunt, that's more energy to be putting toward getting the weight up. You yeah, know? yeah. So okay, so we have grunting. What's another gym etiquette of please do this? Slamming the fucking cable weights. The cable weights. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So just gonna piggy off that one. Supersetters. So you'll have somebody who'll use. You'll have like the bench press. They'll have two or three sets of dumbbells. They'll do like a giant set, and then they'll go over and do like a cable machine. And you'll ask them, hey, can I work in? And they'll tell you no. So if you're doing a superset, keep keep it within reason for what you're using in the gym. When I've had clients and I've talked to them about this or new members, I've told them, feel free, do a superset because it works. Yes, there's a, a push-pull system is great. Yes. Limit it to about maybe three at most. Don't go for four and five different workouts all at once. It just is too much. That's a circuit. That Additionally, point. try to yeah. keep it to where it's like a foot away from you. So it's not like... When I was at Beyond Fitness, someone would do squats and bench press. Our squat rack was on the other side of the fucking gym floor compared to the bench press. And so it's like I told people that's a dick move. Yeah. If you're going to do a superset, do like a bench press with a dumbbell row. You can have the dumbbell right next to you as you bench press. See, that doesn't happen too much where I train at ActiveFit because, one, I'm like the trainer, like the one personal trainer there. So You also do a whole lot more hit classes. Yeah, well, there's all that going on, too. But, like, when somebody will do something like that, I'll actually, I'll ask them, like, are you, oh, can I work in? Usually they'll say, yeah, if I get the one asshole that doesn't, I'll just, then I'll ask, oh, so you're using this and that and that and that and, uh-huh. Like, okay, so there's, like, a five-minute gap between when you're going to use it again. And then they'll kind of just look. <laughs> so, kind of, you word it to make them sound stupid, and then they'll, uh, you know, they'll be like, so can I use it? Yeah, I guess. You know, they'll, then they'll hit me with that. So giant set, super set people, they are very annoying. What else is gym etiquette? Well, okay, wait, no, here, here's one because I had to deal with this. Almost threw a dumbbell at someone because of it. Nice. Stay off your phone if Oof. it's not for a specific short-term purpose. Example, 
you're about to go for a heavy load on your back squat, let's say, and you need a certain song. Okay, go find that song because you need it to help you lift. Good thing. If you're following a program and you're looking on your phone to update whatever the program's doing, cool. Now, if you just finished a set and now I see that you're on Snapchat going through everybody's stories or Instagram and Facebook, no. Hmm. Well, because and then, it may feel like, oh, I've only been here for the like a little bit of time, but you'll have been on it for 10 fucking minutes. Dude, there's so much truth to that. When there's been days where I'm getting workouts in and I'm being that person because I'm in the gym by myself and I can take my time, I'll, a 45-minute workout will turn into like an hour and a half, close to two hours. Because and people don't realize how much Instagram or social media scrolling you'll do in between your sets. You'll be in there and you'll kind of lose your drive. I mean, plus it calms you down mm-hmm. when you end up getting all you know anything like that and you're just scrolling through your phone. You're no longer hyped up. Now you're kind of like eh, starting to relax, starting to be you know like you're like you're lounging on a couch. You're so there's that um, arousal chart that shows how much stress will equal how much arousal when you are at the peak arousal for performance that means that you're at that perfect amount where you're not anxious about it and you start having dropped performance levels but you are most likely to get that pr most likely to pull that weight when you go on social media you go backwards yes so your arousal starts going down yes so stay off your phones people then the other one is the uh, mirror magnets the ones who will finish a workout and they stand in the mirror, they flex, they show Hey, easy, 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 you're easy. Wait, wait, you're coming after me. You're kind of hitting us, man. Wait, wait. <laughs> hold, hold up. So bodybuilders, I'll understand because it's something to practice and do. When they're just the gym bros that don't do jack shit. There you go. And all they do is they'll lift, slam the weights on the ground like they do a dumbbell bench press. Oh, no. There is a guy at the rec who would do this. Dumbbell bench press, throw the weights on the ground so they're... 85 pounds that he's throwing on the ground. So first off, that's going to break the damn dumbbell. But then he stands up, pulls his shirt up to flex his abs. First off, you just did chest. Why are you flexing your abs? But he will do that. And then you have the ones who will do that. Then they take their phone out. Then they pose and do social media. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, so like you said, bodybuilders, there's a place for that. Yeah, so... After, after I do something like lats, let's say, I'll you know hit my set of lat pull-down or pull-ups. I'll... Then I'll like do it like a back pose, and you know it's me we'll legit practicing the pose. And you know you've seen it on stage how important posing is. Yeah, yeah. So when, but the other thing, a bodybuilder doing it or a physique competitor competitor makes total doing sense. It, you watch them, and it's a way that they're doing this. They're looking. Their face is more serious. They're checking. You the can muscle. tell they're doing it. There's you can tell that there's a purpose. The gym yeah. bros who do it, they do like the duck face and all this other stupid shit. Oh, and then they they will this- also pull. Like I said, they will pulled their shirt up to look at a muscle they did not work so like you said you would do it for your lats yeah and then you do a back spread yeah. where the lats are involved this guy did for a, a, ben, a dumbbell bench press and looked at his abs the the classic is they'll do bench press like with a barbell and then they'll flex their biceps mm-hmm. that's a classic yeah. that's the one you see a lot <laughs> that is a gym etiquette please don't do yeah. you just look like an asshole <laughs> and then Last one is showing up to the gym with your giant jug of water without any water in it. So you go to the watering hole, the one drinking fountain, and you stand there for five minutes while there's somebody behind you who has a little tiny water bottle to fill it up. Those people are not. And then what? Something else I'll do. Here's the here's a cherry on top. Is I'll put like BCA powder in there, which is pointless stuff, by the way. But they'll they'll put the BCA powder. So they'll get BCA powder everywhere. Somebody will get on the on the drinking fountain so then the water splashes and then you got this red it, it stuff. It gets sticky. It changes it turns into weird fucking colors cuz BCAs are very colorful. And then it, it over time is not cleaned, it turns brown. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's yes, yes. And gross. you start looking at it going, did someone shit on this? Yes. Yeah, that's that's one that doesn't get pointed out a whole lot, but it's one of the ones that annoys me a lot. I never ever when I was taking supplements once upon a time I never took them at the gym just literally it's it's just human decency don't make a mess well yeah. if you do it at the if you do do it at the gym because my brother and I did this a lot there's a way of doing it to where it minimizes the mess if you do make a mess the courtesy is you clean up after yourself yes so for example I'd be at um, one of the tables in the lobby at beyond fitness pull out my protein powder put that in have some creatine put that in uh, maybe some leucine. And leucine makes a fucking mess. Yes. It is the powder that once you open it, it you have this little cloud start floating up. <laughs> so what I would do, is, first off, I'd get upset that there goes all the fucking leucine. And yeah. now it's all in my hand. It's caked. It's like flour in, in its consistency. Yes. But it's very light. Yes. So I make the protein shake. 
shake it, and then of course my shaker is a little leaky, so I have little spurts of water and semi-mixed protein flying all over the place. Made it so I was frustrated. We had to go over, grab the Clorox wipes and the paper towels to wipe everything down, make it all clean and not sticky again. But that's what you do if you do have to mix it at the gym. You clean up after yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, question two. Minimal training versus no training. So this one is one that hits at home for a lot. It should hit home for a lot of people. People have this all or nothing mentality. So if they're if they know they only have 30 minutes for the gym, they're just not going to go at all. So what do you guys think of this one? Something's always better than nothing. Yeah. Always. I mean, like you guys already know my back situation. I used to go six days a week. Now I go once or twice a week, but it's better than just not going at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm talking. So for me, it's more on a, the day. So I've told my clients, it's like, there's days where you're in a rush. You only have 30 minutes. Go in there and do a workout that gives you most bang for your buck. Every rep will give you the most. So a deadlift, a squat, a bench, an overhead press, that those types of lifts. Go there, just do that the entire time. That'll be so much better than if you were just on the couch mad that you couldn't go for an hour and a half. And if you have a little less time or there's other constraints, go and practice one of the big lifts. If it's squat, you lift, but you don't do it for it. Let's move the most weight. Let's get the most reps. It's I'm practicing the movement. Yeah. So next time I go to squat, I'll be that much better at it because there's a lot of technique behind it. That's Same what happens. Well, what happens is you will start getting lazy too. You won't want to go to the gym anymore you'll come start losing eh, i don't feel like going then all of a sudden that turns to eh, i'm not gonna follow a diet i didn't go to the gym so you, which is, makes no sense at all yeah <laughs> you get to that point where it's like fuck it yeah you, yeah. you eventually say fuck it but it, it makes no sense to me where you'll just say fuck it to the diet because you said fuck it to the gym so that's when you actually be a little more careful you know but yeah. people are they're like that you know it's that all or nothing mentality that i blame instagram on you know they, they promote this whole beast mode thing the and so yeah these fucking influencers so they'll they'll get these people to think oh if i go to the gym i have to go ape shit and and get this too i've actually had it with uh consultations where someone has come to me and is like i don't have time for a two-hour workout i'm like cool i was not going to have you do a two-hour workout (laughs) i've done a three-hour workout those things suck it's amazing though what social media has done to people's perception of what a workout's supposed to be like they believe that they have to be there for almost a good chunk of their day and you have to be covered in sweat afterwards you have to have the pump everything needs to be popping you need to barely be able to walk out of the gym yeah and if you can walk the next day the workout wasn't great I had a client tell me that one of her only complaints with one of our sessions recently was that she wasn't sore the next day. And I told her, perfect. That's actually how how it should be. If you're sore every day, all you're doing is you're breaking your body down and recovering. You're not adapting. Yes. I'm trying to get you to adapt. So there's supposed to be days where you should feel like I could have done much, much more. Yes. That tells me you're not burning out on me. It also means that your body is acclimating to the, to the load. Give it a little bit of time. I'm going to give you something that will kick your ass. Yes. Then yeah. I'll back off of it again. It's almost like people want to punish themselves. Like they want to beat the crap out of their body because they think they deserve it. And that's that whole, you know, love yourself thing, yep. you know. That and I've... it all comes back to having just healthy relationships with exercise, diet, and your social life. Yes. So if you guys are thinking you're not going to get a really long workout, it's not going to be your hour hour and a half that you you probably you should not be in there that long but if you think that that's what's going to be trust me something is better than nothing at the very least watch your diet that day if you don't go be a little more careful and then go for a walk sneak a walk in or try to park farther if because you have to do a bunch of christmas shopping this time doctor azevedo's thing with his wife pisses his wife off to no end every time he does this he told us a story that he would park like in the mall or at Costco. He parks all the way in bumfuck nowhere, as far away as you can be. And everyone will, his wife would get upset with him. It's like, you, are you going to die? <laughs> exactly. Right? No, yeah. it's good for you. Let's walk. It's like, <laughs> he's not right. He's not, he's not wrong. But yeah, he's a little bit of you know, funny like that. At the gym, that's a total thing. People to, to go to the gym to be healthier. People will still try and park as close as they can to the entry. Yeah. <laughs> you're at the gym. Treat that as like your treadmill time. Park far. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. There's you your know? cardio. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah for, especially for the powerlifter where cardio is a four-letter word to them. All right. Well, let's get into the last one. Training stubborn clients. Oh, this is what I've been wanting to hear from you guys. You oh, have yeah. to make it to where it's. they believe it's their idea. 
You have to make them think that it's their idea for what you want them to do. Because then they will do it. If I tell you I need you to do all this stuff on your off days, and they're stubborn, they won't do it. But if I phrase it in such a manner to where they start making the connection, they start thinking about it, and it's their idea, not mine, they're going to do it because they think they're that smart and it's their idea. Mm-hmm. Oh. You have to be more tactful with your stubborn clients. That you can't, If you have a very stubborn client butting heads with them and trying to see who's going to be more stubborn, who's going to give, it's just going to waste time. No, that, well, yeah, no, that's a good thing. Uh, just I've had issues with a few of them. Something else that I've noticed, though, with stubborn clients is my price changes that I've had. So when I got more expensive, the clients that I have now are taking a lot more serious than the ones when I was charging them like very, very, I was very, very mm-hmm. cheap. You know, like when I first started, I was a hundred and something a month. It's more of an investment to them. It's more real now. Yeah. yeah. So the one I just I remember that and I'd battle and I'd battle. It's like just track your food. Did you sleep? And they're like, no, I got my four and a half, five hours of sleep. Oh, great. You know, and how was your eating? Uh, uh, I'm like, oh, so like, you know, every single time you'd shoot them a text and nothing. And sometimes with those individuals, when I have run across them, I will maintain this higher intensity workout in terms of weights and how hard it's going to be uh, just a few times. So that it beats them in the ground hard enough to where I can tell them, like, so how are you feeling the next day? Like, oh, I was like, that workout killed me. And like, well, part of it was because you didn't get to sleep and you didn't eat the right amount of calories. Um, it's coming up again, just so, as an FYI. So literally show them the effects of it. Yeah. It's it the tough bit. love of like, I'm here. I'm going to make sure you don't die or you hurt yourself. But I am going to let you realize, oh, shit, that hurts. <laughs> See Kinda what like, I've done. What I've done is just trying to communicate the importance of it. You know, just telling them what. So what sleep does, what it. You know, <laughs> of what it's for. What can happen if they're not sleeping enough? Then when you tell them about how you know you have higher levels of cortisol, um, not sleeping enough will promote gain. You know, gaining weight. That's usually enough to scare people. But you know, there, there's people that just their sleep. Even though you'll educate on them how important it is. Sleep to me is the one I battle with most of my clients with, oh, yeah. you know, the ones that won't listen there that sleep is the one people don't sleep in general anyways, you know? So for sleep, it's trying to educate them, communicate the importance of it. Tell them, Hey, everything you're doing here, everything that you're paying me to help you with, if you're not doing any, everything I'm telling you to do, are you, are you making your money worthwhile? You know, at the very least they are working out, but for them to maxim- maximize their results and the benefits, I do try to communicate to them. This is something you guys need to be doing to, or else you're going to be throwing your money at me. You know, I'm not a wizard. I can't make the results happen. You have to be doing everything else the other 23 hours that you don't see me. It It's one of those things when it comes to sleep, some of the ways I've gone about it is also I've just given the workout I know is going to just exhaust them. A little bit faster pace. Maybe I have a segment where it is higher intensity weight-wise. So I can get something done, but I'll give them like a circuit program and maybe a little bit of cardio to where I just deplete the glycogen and then try to tap into everything else to where they just feel tired. Then they come back to me the next day. Like I slept great. Like awesome. Very, How much better do you feel now that you fell asleep? Well, I feel amazing. Yeah. Do that every time. So, yeah. so you've, you've literally forced their body to sleep more. Yeah. So whereas you ed- try educating them and try to get, get them to understand it. I found some people, It just goes over their head or they are not interested in understanding how it works to where I just show them this is how first-hand experience. This is how it works. You do not eat well. I'm going to adjust in such a way to where you are going to feel the fact that I probably should have eaten more. I had a client who told me that he didn't eat after the workout and I had to call the workout off a little early because he was getting dizzy on me. And I asked him, how much have you eaten? And it was like a crepe. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like when do you eat the crepe eight o'clock you realize this is six six o'clock p.m and you ate at 8 a.m and nothing else in between no how do you feel well i feel like i should I, I don't know I, I just feel so much weaker i should have been able to move that weight like that's because you had no food you had no fuel you need yeah. to eat yeah well so I might have something I'll probably end up trying with. I know I have a few clients of mine that listen. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, you're going to come and kick my ass today, huh? But that's, I mean, that's a pretty another way. But just stressing the communication to it doesn't seem to always work. So that's something to 
for me to definitely keep in mind. Just like how trainers have 500 cues for one little thing, you need to have multiple different avenues of how to address different types of people. Because you have people who are stubborn just because they're stubborn. You have people who are stubborn because they're egotistical. So if you try to deal with someone who's stubborn just because that's how they are, the same way that you would deal with the egotistical one, you get different results. Because the egotistical one, you have to worry about harming, so to speak, his ego or her ego. Because if you do that, they will just completely revolt against you. All right, guys. And with that, we're going to end things. Make sure you guys give me a follow on Instagram at NoelCastIronFit. You can get a hold of me at Nactech Fit and Iron Nerd Moto is up. I will be posting. <laughs> Finally. It, it, it is going. <laughs> I will be posting a few pictures discussing programming specifically. The first one was just periodization. And you can find me at Brown Psycho 100 and follow my YouTube channel. One thing I want to actually go over real quick, guys, is I'm going to be launching Cast Iron Fitness this week. By the time this aired, it should already be going. It's going to be online training that I and Andrew will be providing. It also is going to be a meal prep service for those people that are in the local area. And we'll probably like have like brand, like it'll be brand. So probably some merchant stuff will eventually come out with, but uh, we'll have a page for that. So those of you that are interested in some online training with some of the greatest minds to have ever existed, look out for us. All right. Yeah. And if you really like what you hear from us on the podcast and you've been thinking to yourself that you do want to have some training from us, this is a perfect opportunity. And everybody else, tell a friend. Tell people about us, tell how awesome we are. So- like, comment, share, whatever. Subscribe. How does it go? How does it go? How does it go? Like, comment, and subscribe. Oh, yeah. Like, comment, and share, guys. Thank you. <laughs>